Well, hey, everybody. My name is Mark Boyle. I'm the Prepper Guy and host of Prepper Guy Podcast, the Save Our Republic Podcast. These are both on video and can be found on YouTube. And also a co-host on the Two Crazy Guys show. Um, that's broadcast in uh, KYAH um, Dalton, Utah. And so here I am again and uh, got the joy of watching some of the Mueller testimony. And I thought to myself, well, ain't this just fucking great? And and I'm I'm thinking to myself, self, what the hell is it with these Democrats in this Mueller testimony? And I'm thinking what it was was their idea of a Hail Mary pass. And I'm thinking, by the way, the uh, testimony went that uh, that pass was intercepted, and. Um, it didn't go as planned. Let's leave it at that. Uh, they were thinking it would be the silver bullet that would get, you know, the Trump impeachment process moving down the road. Yay. But that's not going to happen because uh, Mueller, um, he did perjure himself a couple times, but I doubt that'll see the light of day when it comes to any kind of charges or indictment even though he lied to the American people and he perjured himself in front of Congress which is the American people and normally in a sane world that would matter but we are so far from a sane world that it doesn't matter so other than that though uh, the rest of it was kind of a you know kind of Mueller starting and stopping um, his little bouts with sanity and coherentness um, with just senility and uh, uh, I don't know, a lot of uh, trying to kill time by going, what was that question? Can you please repeat it? But uh, I did not watch the Democrats' questions because I haven't had a time or a chance to watch the whole thing. But I think a few of the uh, Republicans pretty much uh, stated the case based on Mueller's report and then proved beyond all reasonable doubt that there was no there there. And so since it's not your job to prove innocence, but to prove guilt in this story. But I think it was worse than that. I, I think the the two or three Republicans that I did watch um, did a really good job of just laying out this uh, dog and pony show that's been going on for close to three years with this fucking Russia, Russia, Russia thing. So I think the Hail Mary, Hail Mary pass was intercepted, and I think now the, they're going to be scrambling as far as the Democrat Party. And I could be wrong. Hey, anyone can be wrong. Um, but I could be right. 
I think that the the algorithm that runs their mindset, if you wanted to look at it as a, a computer program or artificial intelligence, that, you know, they will play the game as long as they can. And eventually, if it looks like a no-win situation, then they're going to they're gonna hit the panic button and take us to war or collapse our economy or, who knows, set off an EMP. I have no idea. But as long as they're within reach of the panic button, then they're not going to panic. But there's a lot of variables to that hitting the panic button. You know, they might have to make a phone call and that person right now might be, okay, time to hit that panic button. Panic. Um, You wait a couple months and they start losing ground and credibility and the edge, the optics, the messaging. And they might make that phone call and the guy's like, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to hit that panic button because it looks like you guys are not in a position to, to take care of me when the shit hits the van. So they're, they're being boxed in. And, you know, a cornered animal reacts way different than that same animal in a stressful situation. It's been a stressful situation to them since Trump won. But are they reaching critical mass and panic mode? I guess only time will tell on that. But uh, Alex Jones' show, he was uh, playing some of the highlights and talking about them. And I took a few of them and edited them down, not to make my point, but just the parts where he talked about this war that we're fighting. Not the info war, not the war for your mind, but literal battle that we are in right now. And if and if Trump digs his claws in now because they're continuing with this stupid-ass Mueller investigation and impeachment and all that, he's been more than fair. You know, he never obstructed justice. In fact, he helped the, the process along by letting all of his aides and people that they wanted to talk to, he allowed them to talk. Gave him over a million emails, all of his emails. He had the final say in his power to let people continue with their job or to get fired, even Mueller, is absolute. And yet he didn't fire anyone. He didn't interfere. That's not obstruction of justice. That's, that is flat out helping the system get to the conclusion that we as America needed. And yet they're going to ignore that in the Democrat side and now continue to push in other directions. So I think this was probably a more important thing to the Democrats than they let on, the smaller testimony. And I think it not only backfired, but it flat out blew up in their face. And that might trigger them to panic. I don't know. So I'm going to play a clip um, from Alex Jones 
of his clips. I'm talking about this war and that it's real. And we need to realize that because we can't just continue to wear rose-colored glasses anymore and, you know, blithely go through life with blinders on when we have real enemies. This is an enemy within. And we need to realize it and we need to learn to fight it. It's a different kind of battle. It's almost a family dynamics type battle when you have a problem within the family instead of outside the family. Because, you know, when we went to war with, you know, the numerous countries we went to war with, it was always us against them. Just like if somebody picks on someone in your family, boy, the whole family is coming to drunk Uncle Bob's defense. But when there's a war within the family and everyone's pissed off at drunk Uncle Bob, it's different. Alliances are family members. The accusations you level are toward family members, and it makes it very hard. This is a battle against the enemy within. So it's tough, and we need to realize it's very, very real. And I think it's coming very, very quickly. And I think this stupid dog and pony show called the Mueller uh, Testimony might be a very critical part in their master plan that just got blown up. You know, they had all their pieces on the board. They're like, going to move this guy here and the raw, you know, the rook here and the knight there. And then we're going to put this here and checkmate. And before they took their fingers even off the piece, that piece was taken. They may be looking at a potential checkmate situation, and I don't think globalists like that. So we can't get all cocky and full of ourselves just because uh, Mueller was a blithering idiot, which we all knew he was. We need to look at it differently and go, This might have really been something important to them that just backfired. And we have to critically think, how might they react? And how important was that pawn in their big plan? Because the writing on the wall is getting clearer and clearer. And we can see what they're doing. So I'm going to play that clip and then we'll continue on. Everybody's been threatened into going along with them so far, believing they would get back in power. Well, guess what? You're not getting back in power. We've just begun to dig your ass out. I'm winning. Trump's winning. America's winning. You're losing. You're the losers. It's emblematic that all their leaders, Mueller and Hillary and people like the presumptive Democrat candidate Joe Biden can hardly talk. Their hands are shaking. They don't know what planet they're on because they're scared and they're cornered and they know there's criminal investigations and they know the fires of hell are lapping up 
at them like they're on a rotisserie spit. But for everybody else that's on the sidelines, you're not in the sidelines. There's no spectators in the, in the game of life. And all the spectators that think they're going to play both sides, God said you were neither hot nor cold. I spit you out of my mouth. Stop trying to ride the fence, folks. Stop trying to play in the middle of the highway. That's where you get run over. We're entering the age of purity. We're entering an age of, of deciding what side you're on. When I say purity. Yeah, people have lived off the system and lived off our gravitas for 100 plus years of decadence. And, and you can play both sides and be corrupt and get away with it. That's all coming to an end. You're going to decide whether you want a brain chip or not. You're going to decide, are you for pedophilia or not? You're going to decide that you hate Jesus or not, because you're going to be made to make those decisions. You're going to have to salute big, fat men with pink lipstick in pools with your underage daughters, or you're going to be sent to prison. You're going to, you're going to submit to babies being killed after they're born. And you're going to be told about it. You're going to be shown it, because the system wants your soul. It wants you to put up with it and make a decision, and you're being tested right now. Okay, so as you can see, there is a war going on. It's not just the info wars. It's not the, a war for your mind. It's literally going to become a, a battle. And we, as patriots, are going to need to, to pick. Are we in the fight or are we spectators? Are we on the fence or have we picked a side? And I talked about that in my uh, few podcasts on standing and will you stand and where will you stand? Because that was the, the whole point to the podcast. It's not uh, you're sure, you know, if somebody squares up against you, you might have to fight. Where will you fight your morals, your values, your principles, your belief in freedom and liberty? or your values and belief in socialism and social justice. Pick a side. You can no longer set on the fence. You just can't. Fucking sorry, you can't. So, it, it, it's a very good point that uh, Alex Jones makes. And yeah, I said it, Alex Jones, you know, fucking get over it. He's a smart guy. And, and he doesn't have millions of followers because he's, uh, you know, like a comedian or something. He's, you know, he's talking politics and people are listening and he's making good points and he backs it up with guests that are high up in government. Uh, you know, so he's not an idiot or they wouldn't be talking to him. So you have to decide which side are you on. Where do you stand? What do you think? How do you want the outcome? So I'm gonna I'm gonna move this along toward the uh, the Save Our Republic portion of this podcast because I think it's gonna be more of a Save Our Republic podcast because we're talking about war and battle and picking a side. And even though the Save Our Republic plan is pretty passive right now, 
It's going to require your help. You need to get involved. You need to get me some information because I have a map of every state and within every state, every county, and it just has the name of the county. Well, what I really need is the name of the sheriff, the precincts, the favorable media, and the bodies we can count on, whether it's the three percenters or just local groups of how we're going to you know, fill in the, the database. Because that way, when you call me or email me and say, hey, I'm in this county, what can I do to change the rules to whack-a-mole? I need that information. I need to go, here's your sheriff. Here's your precinct. Here's the people that I think you should look into as far as helping their campaign and maybe voting for them. Here's how you can help that sheriff. Here's how you can help them stand in a more favorable light so they get reelected. This is all up to you, not me. I don't elect your sheriff. I'm just one vote in my county to elect my sheriff. It takes people. And without the people, then the movement is not a movement. It's a snail's pace. I will continue to do what I do to fight. I talked to sheriff's you know, deputy the other day about helping the sheriff's department with some of their PR, maybe setting up a liaison like I talked about to help the constituents in the county feel more favorable toward the sheriff. That's what I can do. What can you do? So I need this information. I need people to start emailing me at Mark at Prepper Guy and going, here's, here's some names I know. I have a friend that's a reporter over at this chicken shit little newspaper or on this crappy little radio station, but um, I think they're on this page that we're talking about. That's all. Not like you need to put them on the payroll or have dinner with the guy. Just need some information. You know, I can contact him, but I'm busy too. Maybe you can contact him and go, here's what we're thinking of doing. What do you think? You think you could have my back on this one? Write some favorable articles? Um, get one of your radio show personalities to talk favorably about this awesome, fucking great idea? Sure you can. Still America for now. So that's what I need. You know, now we need to start breaking down the plan and what it needs. So we need to know our county, our precinct, and we need the players, which are going to be the sheriff and law enforcement, county attorneys, and well, just your county council or whatever they call it, parish, media. We need those things. We need bodies, three percenters, oath keepers, local groups. And then once we have those categories in our, in our county, then we can go, okay, 
They're way over here. They're not going to fucking help. Okay, then what we need to start doing is getting rid of them and getting people that will help. So it's a long game. But if you're in one of them counties that got really favorable numbers and you got a really good sheriff and a and some good media and good people in the county and you have bodies, then you're like ready to take that next step. So it's a, it's a long game. It really is. And don't think that our enemies haven't been playing the long game for a long time because they have. They've made it clear for years, decades, that their plan. Now they're just more open about it. And I think they've shown enough cards to where it's uh, time to call. Show your cards. I've called you. What do you got? And I think this uh, Mueller testimony was what they were hoping was they got dealt the card that would give them 21. That would give them a full house or a royal flush. I think it turned up a big fat joker. And so now they're going to have to fold. But it's not like a poker game to where they can go, fine, take my money and call you a cheat and have a gunfight. Nope. They go back to their dark corners and go, okay, what do we do now? Well, I don't know. They called us on it and we lost. We're losing grip. We're losing control. We're losing the narrative and we're losing the imagery and we're losing the messaging. We've come so far. We've played all of our trump cards. It's like playing hearts. You know, we've played all our hearts, all our strategies. We came short of what we bet. Are we just going to fold and go, ah, okay, you won that one. See you in another 200 years. Fuck no. They're going to flip out. Because it really wasn't a game of chance to them. It was a strategy to win. And so as they start seeing victory slip away, they might do something drastic, desperate. And they could, they could screw a lot of stuff up. And don't think these people that we have elected give a flying crap about our families and our table issues. They don't. And they've made it clear over the last three, four elections. You know, they used to hint about social justice. Now Bernie Sanders says, I'm a democratic socialist. They're talking flat out, I hate America. You got the squad saying, America sucks. These are representatives. People that voted for them in their district. So in the 50% of the districts that elected these yahoos, Across the house, a big part of them want socialism and hate us. And they were elected by your fellow Americans. So the winds are not blowing favorably 
in our favor. But if they, if they suffer too many setbacks and defeats, they're going to want to make their move while they have what they perceive to be their mandate, I guess. So I don't see good things coming down the pike, as they used to say. I could be wrong. So I'm going to uh, take a little break and uh, get back with you here in a little bit. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to wrap it up more of the with the Mueller testimony or just keep this more on the lines of Save Our Republic uh, podcast number three because we need to keep that moving. And, and there's things we need to do. You know what they are. It's not that many moving parts to this thing. So we'll talk about that. I'll be right back. Adios. Hi, this is John Jeffers inviting you to listen to my show, The Jeffers Brief. You know, on The Jeffers Brief, we discuss topics of interest and concerns for preppers and patriots. You can only find us on the Contra Radio Network on podbean.com or KYAH, 540 AM, Utah's Talk Authority. Hope you join me, and we'll talk to you then. Well, all right, everybody, I'm back. You can see I've changed studios. I'm at home now. Yeah. So, um... I think I'm just going to uh, consider this a regular podcast and uh, put parts of it in the Save Our Republic podcast, but um, I'll have to redo that. So there is a war going on. Um, we might not see it in the, the big picture, but we've, we've all watched, you know, Super Bowl games, let's just say. And there's that one play that everyone says, oh, that's what turned the game around for him. Why? Same players. It's just another play. And I think this was their their play that got intercepted and turned the game around for him. When you when you look at the House of Representatives, they don't really represent us anymore. I've talked about that. The 17th Amendment just screwed that all up. So what do we do? Um, we look around and we see that all of our representatives don't represent us. They hate us, a lot of them. And, and when, when you look at your representative and you're like, why is that asshat being that way? Well, over 50% of your neighbors voted for that asshat based on the things he or she was saying. So once again, we elect the politicians and get the government we deserve. Now, a lot of them lie, and then they get into office and change. That, that's fine, but, you know, they're elected every two years, so it shouldn't be a big deal. But once again, the 17th Amendment allows us to elect senators that seem to think they have all this authority, and they get elected every six years. And they seem to think that they're more important than the representatives. 
which are the people you and I elected. They represent us. We are a representative republic. And so you look at the original election, everybody flipped out. Oh, my God, Trump won. And uh, when you look at the, the counties that elected Trump, those very same representatives in those counties are now going against Trump. I mean, they were from day one. I was amazed. It's like, wait a minute, that county, that asshat representative, his constituents that put him in office also put Trump in office. And yet now you're you're fighting against the president. And then we had a big shakeup and then they had the, the election and we got a whole new, you know, House of Representatives and now they have control. And and so it's kind of a weird kind of thing to look at, right? It's like one minute all of your neighbors voted for Trump. That's how he won all of those counties because, you know, all of our neighbors in those precincts voted for Trump. And just two years later, boom, your neighbors all changed their mind. But in between that weird, strange-ass dichotomy that we see, the representatives that were in those districts that did vote for Trump are now fighting against Trump even before they got control of the House. So there's there's shit going on. You know, people change our minds, you know, daily. That's why politics was supposed to be slow and there was supposed to be gridlock. So our governing laws didn't change but because of knee-jerk reaction. But when you look at it as a whole, you cannot tell me beyond all reasonable doubt that there is not some kind of paradigm shift going on with the body politic, your representatives, your senators. And and I'm sure if you took a, a poll that nobody would ever see, I would say over 50% of our representatives are not happy with Trump. You got the never Trumpers, you got the rhinos, you got all these asshats that just don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. And then you have people that'll be coming up for re-election and they're wondering what side of the fence they're setting on. And it's, it's pretty apparent that you and I, the constituents are not part of their math equation. And so to look at this Mueller testimony and think that it was not some kind of something that backfired on the puppet masters would be kind of naive because there was a plan. They put that pawn there for a reason and they thought that they were moving closer to checkmate, and now they see that they're moving closer to being in checkmate. This causes reactions in people, especially organizations like the Fabian Society and you know the Jekyll Island crowd and the Skull and Crossbones, whoever they are, 
you know, they tell us in the media they don't exist. Well, if the media tells me the sun doesn't rise in the east, I'm going to question it. And and so, especially of late, like the last 20 years, the media has just been off the rails, stupid. So, you know, they're ripping along on their crazy train, happy as pigs in poop, and along comes the Trump train and blows them off the tracks. They're not going to be happy. Is it the end of the world? I don't think so. But it was definitely a tremor that they're going to pay attention to. And they're going to start rethinking their game plan. So you go back to the drawing board in life and you go, well, you know, I built this room, but uh, it, it doesn't fit. Well, if it's on paper, you can go back to the drawing board. If you're just working on phase one or two of it, you might be able to recalibrate and tweak it to where it fits. But when you got the walls up like I do on my house, and now all of a sudden I'm uh, trying to figure out the trusses, I can't go back and change all the structure I've set up underneath it. And no, I didn't try to design the trusses ahead of time. <laughs> Flying by the seat of my pants here. But I can't change the underlying numbers and measurements. I just have to figure out how to build those trusses differently. It's just not a big deal. They're trusses. But when you got a, a master plan to destroy America, and, and that may sound really, you know, like, Wah. but, you know, these organizations that can remain nameless so it doesn't freak people out, you know, Illuminati. They don't exist. Turn Mark off. There's groups out there. They've been out there since the ink was drying on the ratification, you know, of the Constitution. Um, and they don't like freedom and liberty. They lost that battle 200 and some years ago. England went to war with us and they lost that battle. So, the actors are still out there. Bad actors, but they're actors. And for, I don't know, 50, 75 years, 80 years, you know, there's been this slippery slope where we've been going down towards socialism. And, you know, Wilson and FDR, I think were the, you know, the ones that really kicked off the game. You know, they, they won the coin toss at that time and started really pushing us toward you know, more safety nets, more socialism, more welfare programs, more, 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 because we're the richest nation in the world. Now, most constituents never looked at it and said, yeah, why are we the richest nation in the world? It sure as hell isn't because we've been doing this dumbass shit. It's because we've been free and we've been able to keep our taxes, you know, because before all that happened, there was no income tax. You made money, you kept that money. So then they, they started lying to us with, you know, well, income tax is voluntary. It's to pay for the war. Um, and then it became not voluntary. And then with that giant pile of money, they've been doing more and more social programs. So we are on a path. You know, like it or not. 
we might not like it. We might like the other path, but see, we're not the tour guide here. We're just following along. We're supposed to be the tour guide, but we're not. So to think that voting every two and four years changes anything is naive. You know, watch any blacksmith pound on a piece of steel. He gets it hot. He beats it into submission. He doesn't hit it and then heat it up four years later and hit it again. So we were supposed to be ever vigilant and we weren't. So what does all this have to do with the Mueller testimony? Yeah, not really much. You know, that was just a, just a fucking dog and pony show set up by the Dems. They pushed it. Nobody else cared about it. So because they pushed it, knowing they were going to probably get their ass handed to them, that was their Hail Mary pass, like I said. And they were hoping that that was, that was it. Well, yeah. You know, they caught it. The receiver caught it and ran for a touchdown. But unfortunately, it didn't happen that way. And to think that they don't have some kind of bad feelings about that, well, they do. Now, in life, the players that are in control, um, when the economy, they've screwed it up so bad by getting us, you know, 20 some trillion in debt. And that's just what's on the record. There's 200 and some trillion off book for unfunded mandates down the road that you and I get to pay for. So, when raising interest rates kind of screws up their little paradigm and when lowering interest rates kind of screws up their little paradigm because math is math. You know, you can have a pie in the sky dreams that like if you, if you grow one apple tree, you can just become the next apple juice maker. No, you have one tree. It sounds really cute in theory for a five-year-old, but eventually, you harvest all the apples and you go, wow, I got a gallon of apple juice. That sucks. I was planning on being Del Monte apple juice, king of the world. So math and economics and accounting procedures don't really give a shit about how good it'll make you feel. So eventually they reach into their toolbox and they're out of tools to to tweak with it, screw with it, to manipulate it. You know, they've got their plunge protection and they they inflate the price of gold by printing paper gold, which is, I, I, well, I guess they do it, you know. So they've managed to keep it, you know, kind of humming along. I wouldn't call it humming, but moving along. And then they reach a place to where now all of a sudden there's a tipping point. Well, they don't want to sit there and look like asshats. So they go, well, let's go to war. Well, what's that got to do with the economy? Well, nothing, but it unites people. And then we'll, we'll print more money and raise interest rates because we're at war. People buy that a lot. So they take us to war. It's happened throughout time and infinitum. It's always been the way to unify people, 
give them a common enemy, scare the shit out of them, go to war, kill common ed, you know, enemy, and then uh, everything's fine. The economy's still screwed up, but hey, you know, for 50 years, we made a lot of money. Maybe someone smarter than you and I will figure it out. By the time the war is over, oh, okay, great idea. See, they deflect. They deflect blame. They don't care about your pocket or your table, dinner table issues. They don't. We are not part of that equation. And then also, there's other reasons why they take us to war. Well, if, if a party as powerful as the, the Democrat Party has been planning this and planning it, and then here along comes Trump, and he just he's, he throws a wrench in it. It's like all of a sudden, everybody did something different. You know, the psychohistory and the math of demographics just fell apart. What happened? So they start some bullshit, you know, Russia, Russia, Russia conspiracy, and they drag us down this dark alley for two-plus years. And as they're doing that, they're hoping that something's going to get legs and, you know, stick with the American people. Well, we're going to turn on Trump. Well, that didn't happen either. So there's another flying new ointment, isn't it? So then they, you know, well, you know, got the Mueller report. He'll, you know, Trump will do something. He'll, he'll stick his finger in there where he's not supposed to. And then we got him. Well, he didn't do that. Gave him every document they wanted. He let him hire all the people that hated him that they wanted to hire, he let them have enough rope to hang themselves. And then when they were standing on the gallows, instead of, you know, their last words going, okay, we're going to drop the Russia thing. No, they pull that lever. I don't think that I'm going to fall down. I walk on water. So they ended up looking like dumbasses, really. Even their cheerleaders. CBS, MSNBC, CNN, they're all like, that was a disaster. You know, I thought they would be coming out with, you know, more positive talking points like, well, you know, Mueller wasn't feeling too good and he's getting a little senile and this this whole investigation really took a toll on our star quarterback, Mueller. Feel sorry for him. You can tell just by the way his hands are shaking that he's getting old. You know, Trump caused that. No, they didn't. They just called it a freaking disaster. So the cheerleaders are no longer cheering for that moment. They'll get them in line again. But that whole two-year momentum kind of ran off the rails for them. It got them nowhere, and it got Trump higher in the ratings, which just blows their mind. It's like, oh, my God. How can we, you know, Give him lemons, and, and he turns it into lemonade. He's the most successful lemonade stand on the planet. So they have to rethink. They have to retool. They have to redesign this whole scheme to screw America. And that's what they were doing. And to, like I said, to think they're not, it's, it's, just, it's just simpleton thinking. It's, it's naive to not think that the House of Representatives, all of our politicians, all of the media have a goal. 
is that freedom and liberty? I think not. I think it's socialism and captivity. And so that's their plan. See, their jersey is not freedom. Our jersey is freedom. Their message is socialism. We'll take care of you from womb to tomb. Conservatives have a hard time fighting that because they're, 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 you know, you're trying to sell liberty. Well, I'm a lazy piece of shit. What is liberty? Well, you go out and you work. I don't like work. And then you start a business and you become successful. You make a lot of money. I like money. You have to work for it. I don't like that. And what happens if I start this business? Okay, you know, let's let's go down that road. Let me be a devil's advocate here. And I I screw up because I'm an idiot. And I go bankrupt. Well, uh, you end up bankrupt. You lose your house. You lose your fortune. You lose your kid's college fund. You might lose your car. You lose your income. I don't like that. I'm going to become a Democrat because I can pretend I'm an American and I believe in freedom and liberty. But they're going to catch me when I fall down. And you're just going to let me fall down and hope I learn something from it. You guys got to think of a better message than that because ain't nobody going to buy that shit sandwich. But that's what we're up against, see. We want freedom and liberty. And with that comes risk and reward and failure. And the Democrats are like repackaging over here. There, look at that. What is it? It's freedom and liberty. But they're safety nets. You fall down because you're a dumbass. I mean, because you really tried and it just didn't work. We're going to help you. Oh, how are you going to do that? Well, we're going to take all the money from them asshats over there. And we're going to make sure that you don't go broke. Oh, I'm still an American, right? Yep, you're an American. I can still wave the flag and say I'm a patriot. Yep, you are. Awesome. I like your message a lot better than that guy was telling me I was going to go broke. And well, you won't really go broke if you're not a dumbass. Well, yeah, but I'm a, I'm a dumbass. I'm going to become a Democrat. And, and I'm not picking on Democrats. Some of them are very hardworking people. But really, if you talk to a Democrat that believes in all these social programs, why doesn't he have two jobs? You know, just one for the government and then one to scrape by and pay his bills. They, 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 they believe in the feel-good part of it. See, it's like, oh, there's going to be a church potluck. That's great. I love that church. I'm going to go support the pastor. Going to bring anything? No, I'm going to show up. Yeah, but he needs, you know, potluck. Can you bring some silverware? No, I'm just showing up to your potluck. You're the one that's having the potluck, not me. You know, if you don't want me to come, I won't. That's what the Democrat Party is. So they're losing their messaging. They're losing the imagery. They're losing in the polls. Somehow, through all of this shitstorm, Trump has actually came out smelling like a rose with the biggest lemonade stand on the planet, and they gave him all the lemons, and they are pissed. And they're losing ground. You know, in socialism and communism, they, they, they can accept two steps forward and one back. They'll tolerate two steps forward and two back because they haven't lost ground. 
But if they take two steps forward and fall back three, they're not going to be happy because now they're going backwards. So something will change. I don't know what it'll be. But we must remain vigilant. And they will pull out the last tool in the toolbox and take us to war. It's just happened before. And history has this funny way of always repeating itself when you got a bunch of dumbasses running shit. So that's my take on the Mueller testimony. It was just a dumbass puppet show. No one cares. Yeah, the Democrats did their things and Republicans did their things and everyone scored some points. And, you know, I could sit there and talk about the Super Bowl all day long, but I really just don't give a shit about football all that much. So I'm not going to waste my time with it. But don't think that that wasn't a game being played for the soul and the freedom and the liberty that you enjoy as an American, a patriotic American, not a chicken shit American. A fair weather patriot, as Thomas Paine said. So, something happened in that game that I refuse to watch and, and drill down into too much because it's just words. The overall thing was that there was a disturbance in the force with the Democrat Party. And to think that they're not going to analyze it rethink it and go at us harder would just be silly. So love y'all. I hope this kind of, you know, gives you some other food for thought. You know, I can't come on as as a, a podcaster and solve problems. It's just silly. You know, I can just sit there and go, here's a million ways to look at things. And my voice is one in that million. But you better be looking at it as a long-term game. And they're in it to win it. And your freedom and liberty is not the prize they seek. Their control and power is the prize they seek. And so there was a disturbance in the force, and they're not happy. So they've lost kind of contact with that, that goal they were reaching for. Somebody pulled the rug out from under them and grabbed them by the ankles and pulled them back, and now they're farther away. And they might start panicking. And you need to be ready for it. Talk to you all later. Have a great one. Bye-bye. There's no more honor. Come to think of it, the only honorable thing to do is quiet. You think the people of this country exist to provide you with position? I think your position exists to provide those people with freedom.